when my alarm goes off at 6am or 6.30, I'm like, this never got done yesterday. I need to get this done right now. And that carries on for until the evening time. And then the list, you clear this list, another list opens up. So it's like, it's really good. And so, yeah, like maybe I, I, I never even realized I had a bit of a work ethic until I, until I, until the past couple of months. This episode of The Spike, we're going to be speaking to Adam Power. Adam is the founder of PWRD Media, who are a digital advertising specialist. Adam's going to talk to us about going from job to job to spending his last paycheck on a course. This course then developed Adam's business. I wanted Adam on the podcast because he is living proof that hard work and self-development can take you great places. As always, if you enjoy this episode, leave us a review, hit the follow or subscribe button, and let us know your thoughts. You'll find us at The Spike Pod across all social media channels. If you could just describe sort of what you do quite briefly, Adam. What we are is an online advertising agency specialised in, at the, at the moment, all platforms. I've spent the last three, four months, you know, diving into every platform and, you know, testing it for clients and, you know, building that sort of basically a one-stop shop for everything. Digital, all platforms online, 80% of what we do is e-commerce. So, you know, just driving traffic to our client sites, focused on return on ad spend, man, you know, our, our, our results are very, very, very good. We've built some fairly bulletproof systems over the past three years that, you know, really get results for each client that we work with, you know. So, yeah, basically an advertising for our platforms online. Perfect. You mentioned results there. I've seen some of the results and sort of testimonies you guys have received. And look at the results and the original investment to the end. Unreal. I think it's kind of absolutely amazing some of the stuff you guys are doing. How does it feel when you see the original investment, then sometimes the investment going 10 times, 12 times over? How does that make you guys feel? It's not me. And it's like, it's really unlocked my passion for what we're building. Do you know what I mean? Like we've had clients who are able to, to move into their dream home from their online sales. We've had clients you know, getting new cars, improving huge situations in their life and all down to the work we're doing. So you know, a bunch of brands were really hit badly by COVID and they were like, what the hell are we going to do? We, when they came to us, we worked closely with them, got them online and really improving people's lives. And basically what it did, I mean, it just unlocked deeper levels of passion for me to build something that's, you know, it's outside of just my own vision or outside just my own benefit. It's something that's bigger than me, you know? So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great feeling to be fair. Like it's what we're chasing every day is to just have that for every client, you know? Yeah, it's crazy, obviously, because lockdown started, obviously. I, I hate speaking about lockdown. It drives me mad, to be honest. But so lockdown started, everyone had to shut. You guys must be absolutely inundated with people that either have seen your results and just thinking, right, we've got to make this switch now, which everyone was panicking about. I remember seeing it on LinkedIn a lot. Did it just go a bit crazy, really? What happened? It was hectic, mate. Like, firstly, when lockdown first came, like, say we had nine or 10 clients at the time and it was like three clients were like, we have to shop or we were not going to get product in. So we have to go and pause straight away. And we had one or two brick and mortar clients as well that we work with. They were instantly closed. So it was a huge hit. But in the span of like the next 30 days, we doubled down on, on e-commerce. So basically we just literally done everything we could to get results for e-com clients to just maintain our own business really. And yeah, I mean, we've really just said to the clients, let's go for this e-commerce, let's go for 
more scalability and yeah, I mean, it really worked out. It really worked out. Some of our clients got huge returns up to a hundred X returns. So, you know, they were, they were just blown away. Once we started delivering consistent results, we were just on and day then, mate, you know, like business owners talk is, is what I always say. So if you're killing it for a brand, they're going to tell their friends or someone in their network that our sales are hugely increasing from this agency. And that's like, we have no sales team. We've no outreach or prospecting or anything like that. That's how we get all of our clients there. It's all referrals. We're inundated. We've been waiting just at the moment for referrals. Like, so it's not me, you know? So again, it's when the lockdown came in, everyone really realized they have to go fully digital with that. And for, for our clients, we were the, we were the resolution to their problem, you know? Where did the original idea for PWRD start? Because what I really love as well, so I didn't go to university and school just wasn't right for me. It just wasn't the right place. And I think we've had a chat where I think it's quite a similar situation with yourself. So where did the original sort of idea come from? Well, mate, like, to be, I've completely failed school. Like, I couldn't have done any worse in school if I tried. <laughs> so it was bad. Like, things were bad in school. But in the back of my mind, I was always like, I know that I could get these A's and B's if I put my mind to it, but I just couldn't use my willpower to do it because I just did not see any benefit at all. Like, I remember my guidance counsellor took me out of a class loads of times. He just literally had a four pages, a big stack, and I was just flicking through, and he was just like, these are your only options in life, is to pick one of these courses, get into debt, and get yourself into college for the next four or five years, and then you know, get yourself a job after that and work up ladder. So I was like, there's nothing wrong with that. But like, I just could not commit to anything that was on that list. My parents were just constantly worried, but I was just kind of 18, 17, whatever. I was just like trying to let them know, like, I will figure it out. I will figure this out some other way. So basically I was just back in, in a couple of jobs and for a bit, I was like, I wanted to be an electrician. So it was a good enough salary. And, you know, so anyway, I dived into an apprenticeship and I was in an apprenticeship for eight months I was like, this was the worst eight months of my life. I was like, I could not get up one more morning and go onto that building site at 6am, man. I just couldn't do it. So I was just coming up late. I was phoning sick and they're like, look, Adam, we know this is not for you. So I was like, yeah, got fired. Then got into a factory and the factory was okay. It was like, you know, it was an okay salary. It was like a medical device uh, factory. I think I was in there for 12 months. I made the 12 months just flew by like that. And I was like, it was scary enough thought because I saw people in there who were there 20 years and I was like I can see how 20 years just flies by like that because it's such routine so long story short I was getting a permanent contract I would have had a job for life 12 days before I signed that contract I got fired for something I didn't do so I was like 20 years of age just nearly 21 I was like what the hell am I going to do and got my last paycheck made so Ty Lopez advert about how you can help these brands. The day my life changed was at 19, 20 years old, five mentors, old rich guys. They looked at me and say, bro, you ain't gonna make it. And instead of being like everybody else that I know here in LA that gets all proud, well, I believe in myself. I was like, no, they're smart. I ain't gonna make it. And I made a change. And like my mentor Joel Salton said, there is no change without a change of routine. One of the changes of routine you might need to make is the change that I had to make. The day I woke up to the big bad world that cares about one thing. Are you good? You want to be an entrepreneur? People will pay you for something that's good. Help local businesses get customers through online. And basically I watched the entire two-hour webinar and I was just like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. 
But again, in the back of my mind, my paradigm, I was like, this is a scam. I'm like, I'm not going to spend a thousand dollars on this. About two weeks passed and I called out to see some old friends. And one of my mates was actually in his final level of marketing degree in college. And his tutors at the time were saying there is a potential to make a career, you know, by yourself, your own business from doing these things that Ty was talking about in the webinar. So I was like, holy shit. And I just couldn't sleep. Every night I was just thinking about things. So anyway, I had my last paycheck and about two or three weeks later, I just, I just got it, man. Got the program and it was a four-month program. Locked myself into my room for four months. I did the four-month program twice in four months. And I was just constantly, I was like, I mean, like, hours upon hours on YouTube. Like my father was like, what? <laughs> my father thought I was losing my mind for a little bit. And I just really needed to build up that confidence to, to speak with a business owner and learn how to overcome an objection and learn how to actually provide a service that actually is beneficial and then continuously pay me because I didn't just want that next check. I wanted to build something that, again, I didn't want to just go from one factory to another factory to a building site to doing some waste of time course, I wanted to actually build something. Started telling all my friends about, I'm studying this internet marketing thing. I was like, look, tell your, your bosses, tell your managers that I can help and I'll give you a commission. And one of my friends said it to his boss, which was a barber. She was like, come down and we set up a contract. I gave him 50% of the commission and took on my first client. And a month later, I got my second. And within six months, I had like, I was doubling, I was making double what my last job salary was on my laptop. So I was just very grateful then, and just kind of continued growing it from there, you know. I find that a crazy story because I always say, whenever we're speaking to students, we do quite a few workshops and webinars around this. I always say university is not the only option because a lot of the schools obviously say, look, uni, 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 that's where you need to go because obviously it looks good on them. Let's be real, they get marked for it. But hearing stuff like that is such a big reason why uni isn't actually always the right way because realistically, you went in a webinar, but the rest of this was self-taught by YouTube or I'd imagine reading. I've seen your stories quite a bit. Obviously, you read quite a lot. Robert Greene, I can relate to that one. I find it crazy how from the story you just said to fast forward three years later, and then you're getting recognized on sort of the top under 30 male entrepreneur list on Yahoo, which obviously I came across. And how did that feel looking back, knowing the journey you've come to, to that point? What was the emotions when you saw that? It's not meant when I read it, when I go to that page where it's just like my photo and the thing, it was like, did that actually happen? It was like, it's, it's just crazy, man. It's, it, it really is crazy. Like just reading it, it's just, it's like, you know, every day you don't really see, like I don't see myself growing because like maybe you might grow a tiny bit every single day, but over a two or three year span, you look back and you're like, whoa, like progressed a lot in the past year or two years or whatever. So when you're reading it, then it's like, it really puts into perspective, you know, you created and built something that didn't exist in self-taught and self, you know, education. So every time I see you post something on Instagram, I want to want to follow you because I'll be like stuck inside and it's raining. I look at yours and you're in Marbella now, always sort of by the sea. I'm just like, ah. I was like, every other person's like locked down, locked down. And then I get to you and I'm like, really? Again, did you go to Valencia first? So I went to Madrid first. Well, long story short from that was back where I live, back home in Cork. Like the biggest building in Ireland is like in the city centre and it's like probably the most luxurious place. It was like my goal, like since I was like, before I ever started a business, I was like, someday I want to live in that building because it was just blew me away when I first saw it. And like, my goal was just to, to live there. And I, I got the apartment and I was there for like seven months. And I was like, you know what? This is kind of a stupid goal. <laughs> like I was, 
didn't really, I was a bit sick of the apartment and it was in lockdown and COVID was here and I was like, why am I just felt a bit trapped, man? I was like, all I'm doing is on my computer every day. I'm like, and all I was doing was like 12 hour days on the computer calls, everything, doing like 10,000 steps a day. So I was just walking different locations, listening to audiobooks or having calls or whatever. So in my mind, I was like, I can do this from anywhere in the world. Like it doesn't affect, you know, where I am. So, and I'm already paying a big rent here. So I was like, I could just get a nice place somewhere nicer. And that was on the back of my mind for a couple of months. And I just developed this like mad travel bug, I think. And a couple of mates of mine who were in Bali were like, Bali's going into lockdown. We're all going to meet up in Madrid. Uh, You know, a good couple of e-commerce people. And we were like, yeah, let's do it. Jay came over and yeah, we all lived in Madrid for two weeks, Valencia for two weeks, and then we, we just came to Marbella. It was originally a three-month trip, and six and a half months later, I'm still here. <laughs> but I uh, came to Marbella, and I was like, I came to Marbella, got my own really nice apartment, like top-floor apartment, and I was like, you know, I had great views. There was just a little bit more freedom, so I was like, it just felt a bit like home. I, I do not blame you. I'm looking out, there's a window right in front of me. It's all just clouds, it's a bit rainy. And I, I don't want to look outside yours. I saw, I saw it the other day and I was just like, just blue skies. Absolutely killed me. But I guess that's such a good thing about what you do. You can do it anywhere. I've got a friend at the moment that he's in Bali and he's been there for the last two years. And he's running a social media agency, absolutely loving it. Has no regrets being out there. And I guess looking back from where you are now to thinking, right, well, I was in a factory sort of four or five years ago now. Yeah. Looking back, I could have been stuck there now, but instead I took this really bold step, self-taught myself, all these things, yeah. invested in a course, and instead you're living in Marbella. Do you ever think back to how it could have been and thought this is just crazy? Yeah, and that's why when we spoke about, like I have like 35 people inquire about in the past like 90 days on how do you do what you do like you know I really want to help all these people so honestly I can't put into any other words but it's like night and day it's a complete different life I remember for like three consecutive years I just counted down the seconds until Friday I was like how can I pass away an hour here I remember like in, in my last job we were like pretend you're going to the toilet and just go on your phone for 10 minutes waiting to pass away an extra little time block to get to that Friday at 4pm so you have time off like no you know, even though now I still get up at, at 6 or 7 a.m., but the only way I say it is like it's like day and night. Like it's a complete different existence, you know. I prefer Monday mornings to Saturdays now and Fridays now. I jump out of bed and I'm not like just, I just don't feel like I'm waiting for a specific Friday or when you have to wake up at 6 a.m. and get ready and put on clothes that you don't want to wear and go to some place that you don't want to be for eight hours or nine hours and then come back and you're exhausted to having to not do that. It's completely different existence. Sometimes I have to pinch myself. It's really like, did I really escape that place where I used to be? Like, I really, really, I can't believe that I, I, I now don't have to do that anymore. And I want my honest desire in life is to help people to not have to do that as well, you know? You want to know who the next guest is on the spike? We look. We have this kind of like, uh, I guess you call it like the chimp paradox, the chimp in your head, which kind of steers you towards this. Well, why is he saying that? Hit subscribe or follow and you'll find out first. You mentioned about helping people there. So see, now you're doing coaching as well. So you're doing your one-on-one coaching, as you mentioned. See, that's going to be a complete different feeling because you now can help people that were in the same situation as yourself to then develop what you've done and be able to live a life like you really, where you're not living for the weekends, you're actually living your life now. And that's obviously going to be a complete different challenge for you. But is it something you're looking forward to? Sort of, is it something you always wanted to do as well? 
Honestly, it is something I always wanted to do. I think, if, again, it's going back to like when my clients bought their dream home or when my clients are able to employ their friend for a full-time role through a COVID because of the sales that we're generating online. It's like, what's that purpose behind what you're doing? This time, 12 months, if 20, 30, 50, 5, 10 people can say to me, Adam, because of you, I earn 60K instead of 30K a year and I'm able to take my kids to school every day or I'm able to take an extra holiday with my girlfriend this year or my mother works part-time for me now when she's retired. Like, you know, it's just things like that, man. You know, and that's what will give your life purpose. Like, you know, I, I'm a student of Bob Proctor. Do you know Bob Proctor? The purpose is so important. In the business I'm in, I have all kinds of opportunities presented to me. I'm meeting thousands of people from all over the world every day. And there's never a seminar goes by that somebody doesn't offer me an opportunity. And I used to take the time to investigate all these opportunities. I found I was wasting an awful lot of my time looking at things that I wasn't remotely interested in. Today, I don't do that. So I'm in like Bob's highest level of coaching, like, and, and it's all about like, what gives your life purpose is what you should find. And I, I feel like at this period of my life in my, I'm 24, I feel like that's, what I want to start to build is to, to have that more of an impact and, and, and just help people, you know, because again, it's a complete different life that, that you live when you don't want to go to this place. And now whether you either have the same income, but you make it from home or you double your income and you're building something great, you know? I think it's crazy because obviously most coaches that are, I see a lot of business coaches or sales coaches or just coaches in general, and you think they're so far away. Their life is not relatable. They're like, oh, okay, you might have done that stuff. 30, 35 years ago. This is different times now. But obviously with yourself, you've done this recently. This isn't something that you did 20 years ago and that you're trying to sort of keep up to date. This is stuff that you've done recently that's worked for you and has changed your life massively. 100%. And it's like, I never want to be like this, you know, this guru business coach guy. I, I just want to be like, I've done this and now I want to help other people do it. You know, if you sign up for coaching with us, a percentage of that will go to some charity I decide that will go to. Like, it's again, it's just building that more foundation for more of a purpose in life. So it's again, this is something I've done. Like all this kind of happened in three years, but it all only really happened in 18 months because the first 18 months there was only Ty Lopez really and one or two other people online and there wasn't half the information available today and I had no business experience I had no idea what I was doing 95% of the time kind of happened in 18 months really because the first 18 months I was just figuring out so you know I can help people you know skip through that first 18 months that I had to Let's talk about the spike. So the whole point of the show, as you might be aware, is we want to help our listeners identify what their spike is. And what I mean by that is a thing that they possess that makes them unique and stand out. So Adam, what is your spike? Obsession and curiosity, understanding. You know, I really want to research that extra bit on what it is that I'm doing or what it is that I'm trying to do. And basically, yeah, just being able to, to really understand it better and be obsessed with it you know constantly on my mind like i don't need motivation for it to be there it's just super super curiosity that's there i think that would be my spike it's the obsession to know more and improve on on a particular area or or my business or overall life or whatever it is so yeah a little bit of an obsession with curiosity or obsession with understanding i suppose i don't watch TV or I don't watch Netflix or anything like that. Now we do very odd time, but usually at nighttime I'm more interested in 
an interview, a podcast, you know, a vlog of someone who I look up to in some area of life, whether it's fitness or business or, or mindset or anything like that. So it's that little bit of curiosity that I, like when I put on the TV, I am like 50% of the time, I'm like, I have a topic in mind that I want to expand my knowledge on. So because I'm curious, and I know it will benefit me. I'd imagine you similar to what I do, get into like a YouTube dark hole on certain things, and then you end up looking at the time, and it's like 3 a.m. You're like, I definitely started this at 10 o'clock. What's, what's happened here? But I know what you mean as well, and you, you mentioned obsession as well. I always think that a lot of people, when they hear the word obsession, they think it's a really negative thing. And I think that I've got a slight obsession as well with the work that I do. I absolutely love the feeling of when I know that I've helped someone get a new role. And I think obsession always gets seen with a negative spin on it, but I actually think it's kind of a positive in the right way, obviously, just clearing that one up. (laughs) But having an obsession with what you do when you love what you do, then there's surely nothing better than that. That's Grant Caron talks about that a lot. He's like, people label that like, a negative trait where it's probably a good thing. Again, it's like, it's more, it's not just about you. It's not just about your 24 inches or your existence. It's, it's, there's more legs and arms to it. That's what the obsession is kind of fueled by is like a bigger picture than just your life. You want to just, I don't know, help people, help fa- family members, help brothers and sisters. I just want to have them to have someone to look up to when they're making career choices or, if they're in a position in life that they're unhappy with, you know, it's, it's just about, about that extra part of life that's not just particularly around you, you know? Yeah, no, of course, inspiration-wise as well, have you got a certain point in your life where you realise that like, this isn't for me? I know obviously the factory bit, but I was thinking more sort of school, you mentioned speaking to the, the careers person, they were saying, look, these are your options here. At that point, was that a bit of a turning point for you when you realised that this is not how it's going to be, this is not how my life's going to be at all? Yeah, exactly. Like, from the day I stepped into school, I was like, this is not for me, like, there's nothing here. I tried, like I did, I sat there and I spent hours at night time looking up courses that I would have liked. Did I want to be an engineer? Did I just want to, I didn't even know what an engineer was, but like, did that just sound good to me? So I was just going to work for it. Like, just tried to figure all that out. And it just, there was just nothing there that clicked. And no, it was just like on a Sunday evening, you know, for weeks upon weeks and probably months upon months, I was just absolutely could not face another week of that. You know, I was just like, what in my power can I do to just not go for another 40 or 60 or work week there? And I was just like, I'm not going to live like this forever. Like I'm just not having this in my life. Like I'm not, <laughs> it's just not an existence that I want. As a kid or growing up, whenever I committed to something, I would always get a, an amazing result. I would always absolutely smash it when I committed to something. So I was just like, if I committed to a career choice, that's not in that. And then when Ty Lopez said that, all the bells started ringing and I was like, this is it, like this is, I'm going to commit to this, so. And what advice would you give someone that wanted to start a career similar to yours that might be sort of stuck working in like a retail job and they're like, I need to get out of this cycle. What advice would you give to them? I would advise like a long list of things, but one thing that comes to mind is like, you only have one life. Like you don't come to your last portion of life and say, oh yeah, next time around, no, I know what to do. I'm not going to get this retail job that I hate. I'm going to not watch Netflix. That doesn't happen, you know? So it's like, you have to, to start now. And if you start now, your life can be a lot different in six months, eight months, 18 months. You can have a lot of a different life. 
if you're like, oh, I don't want to do all that work or I just want to watch TV or something like that, then it's probably not for you anyway because you're trying to push yourself to do it. Whereas if you take six months, but just spending time on researching what you can commit to and look for that, instead of pushing yourself to do it, look for that pull, like what's pulling you to continuously, you know, aim for, commit to that. And when you commit to that, then your life will just instantly like that become very, very exciting because you're like, if this works, this can happen. If you could say to listeners about one book for you to recommend that is a, just a must read, what, what would it be? Without an absolute shadow of a doubt, Tingy Gorich, I, once a year, it's, the book is big, once a year I take it out all the time, I have it on Audible, I'd always just open up and plan a random chapter. So yeah, like, I think everyone says Think and Grow Rich though. So you know what, I'm actually, I'm going to say the game of life and how to play it. This book is, it's all the principles of the main books I Think and Grow Rich, but it's written by a, a female and it's very, very short and straight to the point. So I think this, the book is only 180 pages, 186 pages, I think. So this book has had the same impact as Think and Grow Rich. And it's much easier to read. So I, I would recommend The Game of Life and, and How to Play It. It's absolutely completely another it's if i had this book three years ago i would have been i'd be in a much better position right now the book is absolutely phenomenal honestly it's, it's the best book i've ever read back in words. so have you always been quite keen on reading because i remember growing up wasn't for me i used to hate reading i remember my, my parents used to try and get me to read and what they'd be like is i was big into sport they're like oh if you read this book we'll get you a new pair of football boots for example and what i would do i'd go online search it for the summary read the back of the last few pages and give it back to them a day and be like yeah this is what happened and listing stuff like that but it just it was like the worst thing ever really and they're probably going to listen now and realize that that's what i did but have you all, have you always been keen on reading because i think it is something that's quite difficult to get into if you're not in that mindset of it yeah again like when i was say 1920 if someone who i knew was like i'm reading a book i'd be like what the hell like why are you reading a book school if we finished school three years ago man why, do you, why are you reading a book again it's what i just said in the last question with the pull and the push it's like if someone in school why school doesn't work because someone's shoving this information and there's no benefit from it whereas if they shove the benefits down my throat instead of the hard work that needs to go in then psychologically you want to do it because you want the result whereas Ty Lopez did that for me he was like guys I have Lamborghinis I fly in private jets I have all these houses I retire my mother I employ eight nine members of my family with very good salaries like I live an amazing life I have a huge impact all this happened from reading these 150 books so like that completely he like took my head off and shook it and put it back on and Overnight, I was like an advent reader. I remember ordering like six books off Amazon. They came and my mother was like, who the hell owns these books? <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, they're mine. I just kind of took them and put them under my bed and just kind of read one. Best hundred quid I ever spent in my life. I just download a book and, and I have to get the audible as well. So yeah, like I just became an advent reader because I saw that reading was the pull to the result that I wanted. And Ty Lopez did that for me. You know? One book gives you a linear response, one book, one increase in knowledge, one unit of knowledge, but you put two or three books and you don't just have two or three, you have 10, that's synergy. Final question, Brady, what is the best bit of advice someone has ever given you? I think it would be Bob Proctor's advice. He said most people tiptoe through life hoping to arrive safely at death and 
he's I, I listened to that a lot and that I don't know that just hit me somehow but I see it just it just kind of said like don't just do what everyone else is doing but what society just tells you to do because again it's just don't tiptoe through life and arrive safely at that site do something that like what would fulfill you what would give you satisfaction that last portion of your life that I spoke about what's that gonna look like like are you gonna live your last five to ten years of life with regret or are you going to live your last five to ten years of life with happiness satisfaction fulfillment gratitude like you know it's because school and all these other things just nothing was going for me for a long time I just never wanted to just tiptoe around the place and then arrive safely at that I wanted to commit, grow, become who I knew I could potentially become. And yeah, my my last portion of my life, I want to, you know, have a huge impact on on my family and, you know, friends and my area. Now you've heard the fourth episode of The Spike. Are you any closer to identifying what your spike is? Adam's story is living proof. If you want something, you can get it. From learning skills via YouTube and investing in a course with his final paycheck to building a business where he's been able to travel around the world. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, hit the subscribe or follow button to keep up to date with the latest episodes. As you might have heard, on Thursdays, we're now dropping a trailer. To find out who the next guest on The Spike is, hit subscribe, hit follow, and you'll find out first. First.